Welcome back to the Six Man Podcast. This is a bit of a different episode, but it's very important to me and I wanted to record it. Uh, I am solo today. I'm recording actually the day of that I'm planning to post this, but I just wanted to sit down and address a lot of things that I've briefly touched on in the podcast, but this is something that is very meaningful to me. Whether you are new to the show or not, I'm sure you can tell by the dating of the two seasons that there is a very long gap in between season one and two. Today, I will be briefly touching on why that was, why I needed to take that time, and why going forward the show will be better because of it. But I'm going to let this fade into my quick little five-minute rant, explanation, whatever you want to call it, that I recorded back in January. So uh, please listen respectfully. I'm not looking for any attention. I just want there to be a sense of understanding within my family and within the listeners that it has made me who I am, and I'm incredibly proud of my experience. And I hope that at least one person can listen and be inspired or be enlightened on mental illness and trauma and the ins and outs of that, then I will be more than happy with the outcome. But yeah, that being said, I will have it fade here. The support I've received from the first season has been crazy. And by popular demand, I'm going to take another swing at this. I must admit, the show is in a much different state than it was prior. The podcast has essentially been in a state of limbo since the end of April, and I owe you guys an explanation as to why. To paraphrase, essentially, the lockdown may have been what stopped the show, but it was my decision to take a step back in that absence to better myself mentally. Taking a step back was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I mean, I've always been someone who struggled with my mental health, but I had never really taken that step back to correctly address it. And on December 1st, 2020, a domino of events would begin that would change my life forever and make me take it seriously. For those of you who do not know, I have a genetic condition which affects my heart and puts me at severe risk for certain cardiac events. And on that day in the gym, I was doing an Arnold press, and I saw on my Fitbit my heart rate skyrocket, and it was accompanied by an incredible amount of pain. Now, with my condition, I was used to a certain amount of chest pain, and I was hoping that this was kind of me scaring the shit out of myself like normal, but deep down... I knew something was seriously wrong. I went to try and find my buddy who was at the gym with me. I I collapsed while trying to get his attention. And next thing I knew, I was in the hospital. I was terrified, but I stayed strong. And to be quite honest, I didn't really process the magnitude of what was about to happen. I tried to stay as positive and as strong as I could, but deep down, I was mortified. I'm sure you all know while this was going on, there was a pandemic. And for a very long time, that delayed my bed in Toronto. And I was told that that could be the reason that I don't live. Which was a big wake-up call to me. And I, I didn't quite understand why it was such a big deal that isolate until that moment. Until I was unable to get life-saving surgery because of it. And all while this was going on, I started a little Instagram account with a friend of mine. 
where I posted clips and wrote a little bit in the caption. I didn't realize it at the time, but it would grow into much more. I just remember coming home that first day having lost 30 plus pounds, and it didn't really sink in until I saw my brother look at me. It was pretty clear they were relieved to see me home, but also quite frightened to see me in a state like that. I was put on blood thinners for months and had to go in for needles regularly, to which I will add, I still cannot physically look at. For my recovery, I had to start from zero, and it was devastating. Being someone who took pride in his fitness and cardiovascular health, it was a real gut punch. I picked up right where I left off in school. In fact, I did better, a lot better. But mentally, I was plummeting. I had nothing I enjoyed in life, and everything around me was a constant reminder of what I was no longer capable of doing. Fitness, exercise, and having fun with friends were huge parts of my life and how I coped. So I decided to stick my head down, work, and pretend that everything was okay. Eventually, my mental health would get the best of me, and I had a breakdown at the end of March, and I started binge drinking, among other things, in an effort to cope. Now, for those of you who know me, I'm not much of a drinker. Socially, I'll have a couple, but I do not binge drink, so it was very out of the, out of the norm for me. I was really upset with myself because I had to go back to the hospital due to an arrhythmia I caused. It was a combination of things, but I mostly blamed myself due to the binge drinking. For so long, I was upset and disappointed in myself over what I had done. I felt like I ignored what the doctors had said, and I, I was being selfish. I was simply stuck in a mental state where I refused to heal, and I shut so many things out. As difficult as all that was to go through, I can say that by far the hardest thing for me has been admitting how I felt. So for those of you listening, I'm not sure if you care or not, and to be honest, neither do I. I just wanted to put this out into the universe for my friends and family who I've never directly told this story to. If it does benefit you in some way, that would make me very happy. To all the new listeners, I just want to say thank you for clicking, and I know you won't regret it. And to old listeners, I apologize that this is a bit of a darker tone. I know we usually like to keep things light and funny around here, but I thank you for sticking around, and I do really think this is an important episode for you to hear. And it's at a point where I don't think I can not talk about it. I started this show as a coping mechanism, and I, I didn't really have a good idea at the time what it was I was coping with other than anxiety at the time but I now know this show can serve a much greater purpose and I intend to use it for that so this is me doing what I can to break the stigma and to create a community and a platform where compassion love vulnerability in every sense in every capacity is encouraged and appreciated far more than words in the human language can describe but I'm going to do what I can in this podcast to try to explain my perspective and my feelings on the subject. And mental illness is something that I struggle with very, very deeply. And I know many people in my life and in the world struggle with it very deeply. And I have nothing to lose at this point. I just want to get it out there and help be a part of positivity and the destigmatization. I I hope continues throughout the year, the decade, the century. I don't want things to ever be the way that it feels like it's been over the last two years. Now, 
it's within my experience that men in, in particular struggle with this, but everyone struggles. And I believe that is due to a lack of vulnerability and openness. And by vulnerability, I don't mean crying. I mean, for me, in my case, I cry pretty much every day. I'm okay with admitting that and telling that to people. But it's not always about bad things. It There's a lot of positivity and love in my life and it's just overwhelming and I love expressing it. I hope your emotions and feelings, no matter what capacity, you can find a way to express it the way that it should be expressed. But there are times where it's so heavy that it feels like I'm walking through concrete and I know a lot of people can relate to that. I'm not famous. No one knows me. I have nothing to gain from this, but I, I hope that everyone listening, whether this affects you or someone you know, it can enlighten you in a way and serve as a resource you can turn to to decompress. I just want to build a platform and a community and I promise from the bottom of my heart that when this grows the way I hope it will, I can use it for even greater purposes. I can use it for a much more grand way of, of helping, but for now this is all I'm capable of doing. Uh, when I started this podcast, it was originally an outlet my, my best friend and I, we both, I wouldn't say openly, but we've touched on it briefly, struggle with our mental health and mental illness. And it's through my experience and through his experience as well that you need to open your heart up to those around you and you need a, a lot of faith and a lot of love in your life and you need to be open to that. I don't necessarily mean from a religious perspective. I mean faith that whatever you're going through or whatever is happening, that there is a, a purpose and that purpose is not to cut your life short because I know, and it's the whole reason I'm sitting here, I hope every single person in the universe would rather have, and I know I would rather have, uh, a phone call from a friend who's struggling or a family member who's struggling than a phone call that they're no longer here. I, I've had a few of those phone calls and it it's broken my heart. And I will admit that there were times in my life where I could have potentially been the subject of that phone call. I'm very thankful that I wasn't and that I'm still here. It's it's never any good for anybody. And so I'm I'm sitting here today trying to do everything I can to destigmatize mental illness. I don't know if who's listening, but I I just want you to know if you're struggling through pain, whether it be physical or mental, I know how much it takes its toll. No matter who you are, no matter how significant it is, I'm incredibly proud of you for your strength and your perseverance. If you're lucky enough to be surrounded by those who love you, hold on to them and tell them as much as you can how much you love them. Because in my experience, that is one of the most helpful things. And I know this is all going to come across as a rant, and I hope to keep it brief and move to something lighter. I believe there's no giving or taking when it comes to love. Only loyalty, gratitude, and devotion, all those you share it with. I don't mean love in the romantic sense. The love I'm talking about is far greater, far deeper, and you need to tap into it and express it every day to help yourself and those around you. I know nothing good can come out of keeping everything to yourself, and I don't know what in our society has led us to believe that suffering in silence is the way to go. I'm not saying keeping things to yourself makes you weak. But there's something incredibly strong and powerful about being able and willing 
to open up and be vulnerable with those around them. Because I know from my own empathy and from my family's empathy how hard it is to be on both sides of that struggle and to open up about it. And it is a struggle, but it's a lot easier if everyone leans on each other. And I know in, in my experience, like the love from my, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my friends. I mean, most of my friends I consider brothers. I don't mean just biological brothers and sisters. Seek out those relationships. Express your love to those that you do truly love as much as you can. And be willing to listen and to open up as much as you need and as much as you can. I believe it's very normal, especially given this crazy world we live in, to question our purpose. And we've all, I, I mean, I, I hope for your sake you haven't gone down that rabbit hole, but I know from an existential standpoint, everyone questions their existence, their purpose. And I believe it's through the perseverance and through that struggle that you'll find a much greater purpose. It's not always career-based. As a good friend of mine says, the world is your oyster and just go go find what it is that means the most to you and hold on to it as tightly as you can and appreciate it as much as you can. Gratitude for me through journaling has been one of the most effective strategies. And through that, I rediscovered my love for those around me, for the world and for myself. It's still a work in progress, but I'm very happy with what gratitude being a regular part of my life has rewarded me with. It took me a long time to find my other coping mechanisms. For me, it's stuff like basketball, going to therapy, learning, reading. They all calm my soul, calm my anxiety, and make me feel a greater sense of purpose and belonging in this world. When a lot of the time I seriously question that. But no matter what coping mechanisms you turn to, whatever, whatever it may be, healthy or unhealthy, I applaud you for coping. It takes a lot of strength, and I encourage you to be kind to yourself throughout the process. It will get better. And I encourage you, reflect on a regular basis, communicate with those around you on a regular basis, and constantly find ways to improve the, the mental well-being of yourself and the mental well-being of those around you. I know it's a lot for a lot of people to handle, and I'm speaking from experience, but it, it takes a lot of work, but I, I promise you it is worth it. I am not all the way there. It is still a work in progress for me. Take it from a random Canadian who I, I sit every day. I have food, water, a roof over my head. Uh, I have the resources to make my own podcast, a laptop, uh, recording stuff. You know, I, I can go get a job and make money. I'm so thankful for all of that. But yet still, I find myself sitting here depressed, anxious, and everywhere in between. And I, I don't know why. I feel like I should have everything. But I know in my heart, I have a greater purpose. I'm meant for something. And I'm severely neglecting something that is of value to me. Now, I'm not saying that it's the same case for everyone. But I encourage you, if you're listening, if you are struggling or if you know someone who's struggling whether you have the strength or not to speak or to listen to someone a good start could be just listening to me i'm not expecting anything in return like i said i'm not i'm not famous i'm not going to gain anything from this and i'm not expecting a 
boatload of sympathy to come my way, nor do I want that. I want the world to know that it's okay to struggle, and I will keep stating that until every single person that I care for, which is every single person on this planet, knows that it's okay. I know I myself have had a complete identity crisis over the last two years, and that can be attributed to many factors. We all lived through this crazy pandemic. We've all had losses. We've all had traumatic experiences. And I hope that somewhere in this podcast, I can attach my little story. And I know that no one knows exactly what's going on in my head. No one knows exactly what's going on in my body. And every single person's situation is different. And if you box yourself into the idea that you're the only one who understands what's going on, it could be very detrimental long-term because yes, your situation is very unique. It always is. No one is you, you are unique, but we all struggle, we all stress, and we, we all feel the weight of this, well, what do you even call it? This universe, the, the day-to-day ups and downs of, of life. But I'm not sure how long this will be, and I'm not sure who's listening, but there's one thing that you can take away from this, that it's, it's okay to struggle, it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay not to know what to do. And some days are much tougher than others, and some days it feels effortless. But it's important to reflect, to open up as much as you can. Little bit by little bit, you'll get better, I promise you. And be there for those you love. Now, I know listening isn't always easy, and sometimes that's not what people need. Sometimes it's as simple as just being present, showing your love, giving a hug. You know, I find animals are very powerful for that. I, I don't necessarily believe in a god, but I do believe in external forces controlling what is going on in my life. And when I'm having my worst days, it is always my pets that come up to me and comfort me. They have some, some deeper understanding of feelings, emotion, and, and sadness. And I don't know if the universe told them to or if they're just really good at understanding, but it can be quite comforting regardless of the capacity. But if you're struggling, I'm deeply sorry, and I hope that things improve. And I know as hard as it may be, if you work at it, it will get better. I'm speaking from experience, and I am nowhere near all the way there. I always tell myself in my head, I'm 40, 50, 60% of the way, and then something gets dropped in my lap or something crazy happens, and my perspective of what's going on completely shifts. And so to the men and women in my life who struggle with vulnerability and transparency amongst each other as it pertains to love and compassion and understanding, I encourage you, whether you're struggling alone or talking to a very limited amount of people or limit your expression of your feelings to a very small degree. If something's weighing on you, it is the most incredible feeling when you're able to let it go. And in my case, over the last two years, I really had to get comfortable with the fact that I cry quite a bit and I'm okay with that. I cry every day and positive or negative, there's always that sense of relief and enlightenment and perspective that I get from that. And I know not everyone is able to tap into that, but if you're the type of person that know you're bottling something up or you're repressing it, 
the effects can be not only detrimental to yourself, but those around you. And for the sake of those who love you, and I hope that if you're lucky enough to be surrounded by those who do, find it in your heart to open up, not just to others, but to yourself. Don't neglect your your feelings, your desires, your goals, and your aspirations for yourself and your life. As small or large as it may be, one step at a time, I know you will get there. I don't know if I will ever beat depression or anxiety, but I know the last little while I've been winning that battle, and it is a battle. And to everyone who is fighting that battle, whether it be openly or behind closed doors, I applaud your courage, and I, I want you to know I love you, I'm here for you, and I believe in you. With that being said, I will wrap it up here. I will play that outro music. And I look forward to catching you guys in next week's episode where my co-host and I will be back to our usual shenanigans, back goofing around. And I hope you have a a beautiful day. Six Man Podcast, we out. Halloween, happy Halloween. We're out.